What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cheryl, back with another episode of the Shades of Strong podcast, where we're doing our part to support Black women and freeing themselves from the burden of being strong by creating safe and sacred spaces for them to uncape, unmask, and unhide so that they can be whatever shade of strong that feels right for them. If this is your first time tuning in, hey girl, hey, what's up? How you doing? Thanks for allowing me into the sacred space that is your life. And if you've been here for a while, welcome back, sis. Thank you for letting me hang out with you while you drive to work, while you vacuum your living room floor, while you're doing whatever you're doing, or while you're just simply being, whatever the case may be. Thanks for bringing me along. I'm so happy to be here. Listen, we have another amazing, gorgeous, unapologetic, big hair loving. Yes. I dance to the beat of my own strong Black woman joining me in the virtual studio today. My friend, my sister, the Kimberly Sumter. Hey, girl. Hey, how you feeling? Hey, girl. Hey, Shirley. Oh, that was the best introduction ever. <laughs> yes. I love that. And the big girl, see you and I, big girl, big hair girl yes. um, all day long. So, you all know, we got to, we got to rock that. We love some big hair. We love some big hair. Yes. Thank you so much for being here, Kimberly. I am super stoked that you are here. And I know that the conversation that we are about to have is about to be a powerful life altering conversation for so many people. But before we dive into that, Kimberly, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are, what sets your soul on fire. Oh, oh, those are good. All so I am, yes, I'm I'm Kim Sumter. I live in Jersey City, New Jersey. I am a northerner, close to New York, New Yorker almost. I'm right near the river, right across the river from New York City. Born here, raised here, lived in Texas for about 20 years. Went to school there, studied special education and communications and didn't finish school, had to work, do all those things. And then found a career in radio, something that I really loved to do. And I I call it my passion and podcasting would be equal with that. My second passion as well. But I came back to New Jersey for family reasons. Um, I've been back home for about about 10 years now, maybe a little bit over 10 years. And currently right now, um, I work for a nonprofit organization for small businesses who are in underserved communities who are looking to grow and expand their businesses. Um, And it was a program that I was actually a part of. And now full circle, I am managing a senior manager at this organization. So the work that I do is really fulfilling. Um, It's something that I truly love. Being able to connect with people on a daily basis is something that I absolutely love because people inspire me. And I try to look at the good things and for the good things in people so I use my work to to try to help others and also kind of take from it what others are giving to me, you know, when I deal with them and have conversation with conversations with them each day. So you left out a few things. <laughs> and um <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> yes, he's a, a podcaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And, right, right. And, and, and you also do some training for podcasters too, right? Yes, I do. So okay. that's the funny thing. Yes. Yeah, so I am a podcaster and you and I actually met in a podcasting group. Yes, we did. Back in 2020 when we first started our podcast. Yeah. Um, so my podcast is Sisters Connect. And I am, first of all, I have to say, very honored to be on this beautifully 
crafted, beautiful podcast that you have created. That is number one, first and foremost. Um, But I'm also a teacher at heart. So I also teach podcasting classes and courses. And the funny thing was in 2020, or actually in 2019, I made all of my friends get together and I told them, look, you're getting ready to be a podcaster. So they were like my test dummies for my first in-person class where they all got certificates and I sat and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, they learned, you know, from what I could teach them, what my process was for podcasting. And that was really the beginning of me teaching classes and, and getting into that space as well. And then obviously 2020 hit, you know, a couple of months later, everything changed. Mm -hmm. And like everyone else, um, I pivoted, you know, I took what I knew and what I was trying to start. I brought it online. I got in contact with local community college here in my city uh, to ask them if they had a program for podcasters. They said no. And now as of today, I am the part-time and only podcasting instructor at that community college. Oh, so wow. I didn't know. know that, Kim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Y'all, Kimberly out here doing all the things. Yes, girl. I had no idea. That is so amazing. So the voice of a work, are you still doing? Because y'all hear my girl, she has a beautiful voice. Are you still doing the voice of a work? So yes, and that is. I'm I'm still doing the voiceover work and I'm actually working with a voiceover coach because what I realized is that my scope of, of how I use my voice is really very limited. And when mm-hmm. you get with a coach who has been in the industry for a very long time and they tell you about all the things that you just don't know, like I had no idea how... Um, what you could do with your voice and how important it is for you to save your voice and treat the way that you're supposed to be treating your voice and how you're supposed to be using inflection and words and all of those things. So that's a new process to me, even though I have had radio broadcasting experience, even though I have, and I am a podcaster, it's still a whole new world for me that I'm learning and that I love. And that's the thing Shirley is is finding and doing the things that you absolutely right. adore and that you love. And, and that's what pretty much sustains me, I think, and keeps me a little bit sane. Yes. Okay, Kimberly. Yes, honey. Kimberly does all the things. So podcasting, you can hit her up. What else did you say? Um, anyway, the- we'll have all her information in the show notes, y'all. Yes. yes. So yeah, de- <laughs> definitely, definitely hit her up. And, and Kimberly is probably one of the sweetest pe- per- people I have met in a very, very long time. I mean, she has such an humble spirit. She's giving, she's caring, all the things. So to be in her presence, to know her is to know greatness. And I'll just leave mm. it there. Oh, wow. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you. I got some choice words for you toward the end too, because I got to give you your flowers as well, for sure. Okay, y'all. So as y'all know, this season is all about honoring and sharing the stories of Black women who are daring to do strong differently. Differently, We are shining a light on Black women who are making a conscious and deliberate effort to give up a life of KP masking and hiding in exchange for a life of play and ease. And so 
I invited Kimberly on because I know that that's what she's doing. We've had conversations about it. She's done with the cape. She's done with the mess. She is done hiding. And so, Kimberly, I want to, um, well, before I do that, we are, we are doing this by way of our My Strong Me is campaign. And for those of, those of you guys who are listening and if you want to be a part of that campaign, you can find out information about that on our website at shadesofstrong.com. Dot com, or you can send me a quick email at hi at com, or you can tag us on your favorite social media platform by using the hashtags my strong is and shades of strong and let us know what your strong is. Having said all of that, Kimberly, I want to start with your my strongest statement. So repeat and complete my strong is. My strong is that there is power in being still. And so given all the things that you do, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you have mm -hmm. learned to rest in the peace of being still. And that is so powerful because I know as humans who just happen to be black and female, we take on so many roles. There's the mother, there's the spouse, there's the caretaker, the educator, the tutor, the mentor, the therapist, the big sister, little sister, business advisor, financial advisor. Mm All of those things, like I could seriously go on and on and I, the list still would not be complete. And I think that we do so much doing and being like we are really out here trying to save the world. And we, we've done that for so long and we do so much of it that I think it's challenging for us to just sit and be still like, as a matter of fact, I think and you and you can agree or disagree, Kimberly, but I think some of our listeners may not even know what it feels like or look like to be, to just simply be still. And that's because society and religion and all of these outside forces have kind of conditioned us that we've always got to be on the move. So I would venture to say, knowing that there is power in being still hasn't always been how you define strong. Am I right? Oh, you are absolutely right. And let me tell you something. I just recently, I am, I, I have come to this uh, needing to be still, wanting to be still because of something that happened in my personal life mm-hmm. that, you know, I've shared with you with a loved one and, you know, going through some, um, going through some medical uh, issues and, you know, just believing that that is going to dissipate and be done and gone. Mm-hmm. But that, made me understand that all the things that I thought were so important that needed to be done that I need to needed to put on my plate. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized that first of all, I can't handle all that because I, I found myself being very overwhelmed by the fact that I had put so much on my plate. So when this situation happened, it was, I didn't know what to do. I, mm-hmm. I didn't know where to turn, what to do. It was something that was very unexpected. But I realized in in the last, I would say, nine months, maybe even to a year, I would even give myself that much, that I realized that I'm running and going for who and for what. And I, I realized that for myself, it was really important for me to be true to the things that I love. And that's why I was saying to you earlier that 
the things that I do, I, I pick and intentionally pull the things that are important to me, the things that I absolutely love doing. Everything else goes to the wayside. Everything else is not important to me. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that I've learned, that I'm only holding on to the things that make my soul feel good, yes. that make my spirit feel good, mm-hmm. that give me an opportunity to share either my talent or to share a part of myself with someone else to help them. Those are the things that I choose to do now. So it doesn't feel as much like work. Um, But I've pulled myself out of the whole rat race, even with, with me podcasting, I do things now on my own pace. It was about, I got to get this done. This has to be done right on time. Mm -hmm. Cause you and I talked about this too, right? Mm -hmm. Like we were going to, we were going to try to get ourselves together and, and, you know, schedule a lot of things and don't get me wrong. That's absolutely what you should be doing, but you also have to give yourself an opportunity to be able to stop and breathe and rest and grieve and cry and sit. And those were the things that I weren't, I wasn't allowing myself to do because I was so busy trying to check all the boxes and check off all the things that needed to be done. And when I realized I could no longer do that because if I continued to go in the way that I was going, mm-hmm. I was either going to be very unhealthy and very sick or I was going to crash and burn and not be able to give the person that needed me the most what he needed. So that's why for me, being still is okay. It is totally okay. And it's, and it's so very necessary. And I hope that women get to that place where you understand that above everything, you got to take care of you. And it's Absolutely. really not a selfish thing. And we always think about that where people say that and it almost feels a little cliche, but it is so absolutely true. You got to take a moment. Mm-hmm. You got to allow yourself just to just be. So that is why I've gotten there. And this is what I'm striving for, for um, you know, the rest of my life is just being able to be at a peaceful place. Right. So Kimberly, I know you and I are around the same age and I won't age you, but uh, I kind of did though, didn't I? <laughs> Are you looking good for your ages? Well, I'm, 50, you, dear. I'm I'm 53 and I'm gonna take my half because I am I am literally now 53 and a half. Okay. And um so I yeah. Am too. I'm, oh, I'm, 50, I'm 54 in December. Me too. I didn't stop know that. Me. Shirley, girl, stop. When is your uh, birthday? December 5th. Mine is December 28th. Girl, you are older than me just by a couple of weeks, just, but just it's all good. Weeks. Okay, but we look fabulous, Lyle. Let me just yes. tell y'all. Yes, we do. <laughs> But anyway, I said that to say, <laughs> so at our age, like we, we've always been like, that's who we've been because we are Gen Xers. And so we have been in this space where we are accustomed to being and doing. And like I said, being on the move all the time, like this thing has, it has just like, it's been passed down from generation. Like it's, and it's ancestral, mm-hmm. it's learned behavior. We didn't just wake up and we were being and doing all the things. So would you say, or who or what would you say has contributed mostly to the way you were doing life prior to being still? I would say, I would say, and not in any way negative or anything like that. When I say this, it was me looking at my mother. 
My mother was a nurse and my mother worked long hours. And my mother also felt that education was very important. And she instilled that in us. And my mother would go back to school as she was working and she was taking care of everything. And that was really what I saw. And I felt that, um, you know, there's no time to sit. There's always something that Mm -hmm. you should be doing. Mm -hmm. You should be pursuing something um, always. So I think that's really where I got it from. And again, Mm -hmm. and and not really looking at it um, in a negative way necessarily, but I, I don't know if my mother really just stopped and gave herself just a moment. I really don't know that. Um, parents didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we always saw them doing what needed to be done to make sure that things were always taken care of. And I think that's where that came from, for me. From sun, from sunup to sundown, I can remember spending summers with my grandma. And I'm telling you, like, from the moment her feet hit that floor, mm-hmm. the lady was going. Yes. Until time to go to bed. And she rose early. So I'm talking like 12 hour days. I rarely ever saw her just sit. And even when she was sitting, she was shelling some peas or, you know, shucking some corn, you know, all the things. So all of this thing, all these things are ingrained in us. And we just we just feel like, okay, that's the way that's the way mom did it. That's the way grandma did it. This is the way it's supposed to be done. Mm -hmm. And so as you as you were mentioning earlier, you were saying that an event happened in your life that made you realize, okay, Kimberly, no, this is not working for me. There has to be a better way. I got to do something different. And of course that didn't happen overnight either, because, you know, like I said, we've been doing this stuff for, for decades. So were there any particular steps that you took to, to move into this space of stillness? One of the things that I did was I just allowed myself to really think about what was happening to me, because sometimes when you're in that busy place, you're ignoring signs and signals and what your body and your mind is really telling you because you're afraid to listen to it. And when I I listened, I sat and I really listened and I had to really figure out What is it that is absolutely necessary? Not only that, but what is it that you really want, Kim? Like, what are you doing all of this for? What is the end result? What is the goal, right? And I realized for a lot of things, I don't think I really had a goal in mind. It was just what I thought I was supposed to do because, you know, being a small business owner, you think that I got to be on social media all day. I got to make sure I have this campaign. I got to make sure that I'm looking and seeing what the competition is doing. And that's kind of where my mind was running. And that's not really who I am or what I really wanted to be, Shirley. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way that I wanted to operate in this hustle mode all the time. So when I stopped and, and I realized that that was part of the problem, then what I started doing was the first thing was backing away from social media and being okay with that. And being okay, knowing that I can still have a voice, I can still do what I do without having to be on social media and in that game 24-7. The other thing that I started to do was to limit my television and the things that I actually watched. And that was from the morning news. I would wake up at 7 a.m., watch the morning news. I'd go to bed on the 11 o'clock news. And all of that stuff was just just kind of dumping into my spirit. 
Right. And there's mm-hmm. no, and now you wonder why, you know, you can't sleep at night. You feel unsettled. It's because of all those outside things that were just really kind of creeping into my life. So just starting with that, starting with managing what I saw, um, what I listened to, what I spoke about, the people who were around me, those were all choices right. that I could make. I could make those choices. And when I realized that I had the power to be able to do that, and then in turn, be able to replace that with the things that made me feel good in the way that I wanted to feel um, and surrounding myself um, and having conversations with beautiful women like you and, you know, being in spaces where I did things that made me feel good and I could get my creative juices out and all of that. That's what I replaced that with. So that's where it all started for me. So for other people on the outside, it might look like I'm really laying low, but really what I'm doing is is, is really trying to preserve myself. And from this point on my in my life on, I really want it to be about the quality of life and friendships and everything that I do, you know, at this point. And what keeps you grounded, Kimberly? What is your saving grace? I know that there there are probably still times where you feel like, you know, I gotta do and be the be the things to people. And and people perhaps are are tugging tugging at you and say, come on, Kimberly, what is the thing that keeps you grounded that helps you to sit in the fact that there's peace and stillness? Couple of things. Number one. Um, cannot ever go without prayer. That's number one. The second thing is, is that I am so blessed to have so many beautiful people who surround me, who want the best for me, that I put my focus on the, and my energy in those types of relationships. And when you have people who reinforce the positive, it makes it easier for you to remain positive those are really the main two things. And then the other thing is if I tip into something that I know is not good for me, that I'm starting to feel some kind of way, I recognize that. I allow myself to to feel it and I recognize it. And one of the things that I actually do, and I did this last week, right? So I really need to go on this. I'm, 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 I'm struggling right now with my weight. I'm struggling with my weight. I work from home now. I've been sitting down basically since 2019 when I started working for myself and then everything happened, COVID, all of that. So that's one of the things that I'm really kind of battling with and working through. And whenever I overeat or whenever I eat something that just doesn't make me feel good where I know I just shouldn't have done it, mm-hmm. I hit the memo record on my phone and I record myself in that moment. and. I say exactly how I feel. I feel heavy. I feel full. I don't feel good because I want to remind myself and play that back to myself when I think about doing it again. So I try to be as raw and as honest as I possibly can when I'm feeling that feeling at that moment. So I can remind myself, not just in my mind, but when you actually hear yourself speaking it back, it, it's a little bit more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's, you know, I one of the things, that. yeah, it's honey, it's a good practice. I have put down many of hamburgers listening back to that 
I think, listen, girl, thank you for that. Because I think I am going to recommend that to my friend because I have a friend who she's constantly on the go. And she's admitted herself that she doesn't know how to sit still. Like she, she, she always feels like she's got to be doing something and she doesn't know how to say no. She said that a number of times and I try and like, girl, you better get up your no game, you know, try Mm -hmm. and encourage her. But I can see on her face that she's tired. I can see it. And I've told her other night, I know you're tired and she's always exhausted. So I think I'm going to recommend to her (laughs) Mm -hmm. when she's on the go all the time to do a boys memo and just really tell yourself how you're feeling in this moment. And then listen to that and remind girl, I'm about to do that myself. Okay, I love that because it's like you talking to you saying, girl, no, don't do that. Girl, you deserve better. Yeah, I Kimberly, I love that. If I don't get anything else, I got that. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm definitely going to implement that mm-hmm. in my life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share with my friend, and perhaps she'll do it and get some rest for crying out loud. Yes, girl, she tell her she deserves it. She deserves she des- it. T- she, we all like honestly, we all deserve yes moments in our lives where we can just sit and be and and like you were saying like you're my strongest there is so much power in just simply being still and when when I say say being still I don't mean and I know you don't mean either I don't mean just like sitting in a place and not moving I'm 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 thinking about the stillness of the mind Mm -hmm. you know the stillness of 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 emotion and just enjoying being present and in a moment without all of these outside distractions, just enjoying you. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, this season is all about helping black women get back to a space where a space of play and ease. And and of course, stillness is going to help us get there. So how does being still help you create room for play in your life? Oh my goodness gracious. First of all, when I'm when I'm being still, then I have the energy to play. You know what right, I mean? That part. Yes. I, I have the the mental energy, the physical energy in order to be able to play. Um and I take that stillness and I take that time and I really start thinking about the things that I that I haven't done that I'd like to do now, you know, and making plans to do those things and and how am I going to implement that in but it it it's making sure that you are enjoying life is so important and it's hard to enjoy life if you feel so beaten down by the world and by you know all the things that you're doing so absolutely yes i i and i play with and i'm saying that in in quotation marks mm-hmm. but with people that I enjoy being around. And there's nothing yes. more than in laughter, Shirley. Oh my gosh. I try to find something once a week that makes me ball cry. And I know that sounds crazy and I would tell you why. And I try to find something every single day that makes me laugh. And the reason why I try to find something that makes me cry is because I want to make sure and stay in tune with with my humanity when I and I don't mean oh, seeing oh, things. Yes. yes, not and I'm not looking for things that make me cry that are that are hurtful mm-hmm. or harsh or anything, but things that just give you so much joy. Something that someone has done that's so beautiful. You know, I seek those types of things to look at when someone mm-hmm. is. It, it just 
you have to, when we get to a place where the things that are happening around us just, just don't even phase you anymore because you're so used to seeing it, there's something wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? There's something wrong. It's so funny. I don't know why I used to cry over this show. I used to watch the show and it doesn't come on anymore where they used to do the home makeovers and it used to come on on Sunday night. And it was, oh, a, yeah, it was with, the, with Ty, with Ty right. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, families going through different situations yeah. and all of that. And to see the excitement on the faces of the families when they had the big reveal, I would just cry because I could just feel their joy and in sharing in that. And it was so beautiful to me. So those are the things that, you know, I just want to remain in that space where I can look at other people and I can empathize with other people and feel their joy and and even their pain and, and just be human about it and not feel as though if it's not happening to me, it doesn't matter to me, you know, because that's not how we should operate. You know what I mean? I love that you said that because my next question was going to be, how will you continue to nurture your strong? And you're doing that. You're doing that by scheduling in a time to cry. I mean, who does that? Yes, right. Exactly. See, that could be very strange or very that's either a genius thing or this girl is nuts. But um, I'm telling you, you should try it. it because it's, <laughs> like you said, it keeps you in touch with your humanity. Yes. And so e- even in playing, like playing for you doesn't necessarily, necessarily look like air quotes playing, but it's, it's being in touch with who you are as a human being. Yes. That's, that's playing for you. So you are continuing to nurture your strong and because you're continuing to nurture it, nurture it, then of course it's going to evolve. And of course it's going to spill on to all of the people that you surround yourself with. I mean, mm-hmm. like it really doesn't get any better than that. I know in my own life, I am learning that play doesn't have to be hard. Like you were saying, schedule time to play, find something that that really makes you laugh out loud for real. Not these emojis we send in text messages, but I'm talking like gut-riching yes. laughter. It doesn't have to be hard. It can be quite easy to incorporate play into your daily routine once you find out what play looks like for you, like stealing away a moment just just to just be, you know, like just kind of like taking bite-sized pieces as you, did I just say that? Bite-sized pieces? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then you can, then you see how you find room for playing your life because it's so important. We like, the world is, it seems like it's always on fire (laughs) Mm -hmm. in some, in, in some part or another. So we have to be able to create play and ease in our lives. And that's why this season is so important to me because since 2020, we haven't had a break. <laughs> you know, know what I'm saying? So we we have to get back to this space where we create play and ease. But like I was saying, like bite-sized pieces of play. But Kimberly, I want to know what an entire day of play would look like for you. And I'm I'm, I'm talking about no children, no work, no spouse. I'm, I mean, I'm talking about an all-day play date with Kimberly. Denise Sumter. Girl. Yes, girl. Yes, yes. So let me tell you, what would that look like? This is, it's getting ready to look like something real when I go on vacation. And it's simple. It's it's totally simple. So I'm in New Jersey and I love going to the Jersey Shore. I love the beach. And And when I tell you it is something so magical and spiritual to me, 
sitting on the beach, watching the water and the waves and watching how the waves and the water meet the sky. It is something that I can't even begin to explain to you because there's so much serenity in that for me. And if I were to plan a full day, it would be uh, me and my sweetheart, my family, going to the Jersey Shore, walking on the boardwalk, allowing myself for those couple of days that we're there to have some pizza, some hoagies and all that good stuff, right? <laughs> and and just and just walking and enjoying my family. That that to me is so special to me, but just really capping that off with just just sitting with you know, a mimosa or something just under a cabana by the beach, watching people that I don't even know, just, just play and enjoy themselves and just taking it all in without a phone, without a thought of work, without a thought of any responsibilities, because I know that all the people or, you know, a large majority of the people that I love are right here with me Mm -hmm. and we're just enjoying life. That that's it for me. I don't need to go and travel to another country. I don't need to go and, you know, be sitting in airport for six hours and blah, 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 girl, we can jump in the car and be in the Jersey shore in two hours and 30 minutes. And that is heaven to me. So that's it. And I think it's because I simplify things too. When things start to get real complicated, Mm -hmm. then that's where the stress starts rising up. I just need something simple. Yes. I love that. And I want to point out one thing. Mm -hmm. I want want y'all to pay attention to this because I specifically asked Kimberly, I said, no children, no work, no no spouse. And of course she brought her family. And I want to point this out because Mm -hmm. even though you, you brought in your family, everything that you listed centers Kimberly. Hmm. It's about what you want and what brings you joy. And that is what play is supposed to be. What brings you joy? What brings you stillness in your life? And obviously your family does that for you. You don't feel like I need to escape my family. Right. I thought I thought that was so beautiful. That Thank that was just you. so beautiful. Okay, y'all. Anyway. Thank oh, you. Yes, breathe, girl. Talking to myself. <laughs> I get so excited about this when I ask I ask this question of every guest. Mm-hmm. And just to hear them dream about what play looks like and while you were describing it I imagine you sitting on a beach with your little son hat on Mm -hmm. because I mean we have a right to dream y'all yes we have a right to dream and not just dream but do whatever it takes to bring that dream into fruition and like Kimberly said it doesn't have to be some immaculate thing the simple things are usually the things that bring us joy. That's right. Anyway, Kimberly, <laughs> this has like this conversation has been all the things. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation to share pieces of your journey with me and with our listeners. Well, we let gotta me get ready you. to get out of here. Yes, but I have to say this because I said earlier that I wanted to give you your flowers and I am uh-huh. going to, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You surely are a real one. You really oh, are. So sweet. You are not a facade. You are not this this podcast and what you do and your movement is not about 
being a part of a quote unquote movement and just saying all the things you are, you are actually about those things. And I'm going to tell you, and I want to tell all the women, the beautiful listeners that you have that at a time when you and I, because we're getting to know one another, Mm -hmm. but at a, at a time in my life that was really difficult for me and you and I were, were talking through email and through messenger Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff connecting you were so pivotal at a very important time in my life for someone that I did not really know, but you extended yourself to me in a way that was so sisterly. It was so Mm. beautiful. And I want you to know that even though I may have not have had that conversation with you and truly how that made me feel Mm -hmm. and, and how that shaped what I feel you are as a, as a real woman. I just wanted to say that to you and to publicly say that to you, that I thank you for that because you didn't have to do that. And again, it was a a very important time and a really scary time in my life that you extended prayer, you extended your phone number, you extended words of comfort to me. And I will always remember that, Shirley, and I will always be thankful to you for that. So I just wanted to say that publicly so that everyone knows what you truly, truly are and how you have impacted people um, just by being who you are. So I want to thank you. Thank you so much for that. That that warms my heart. Because my goal in life is always to exemplify the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it warms my heart that you said that. Thank you so much, Kimberly. I appreciate that. Girl, got me up here tearing up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> my heart yes. is so warm right now. Okay. All right, y'all. Okay. If you could sum it all up, Kimberly, mm-hmm. what is the absolute, they got to get this if they don't get anything else message? you want our listeners to take away from our conversation today? I would say that messages is say no to what doesn't serve you and say yes to you. That's it. Yes, yes to you. All right. Now, advice you would give your younger self and what age is she? At the age of, I would say 25, I would say it is going to be all right. It's going to be fine. In the end, it's going to be okay. I love that. I love that. Well, all right, guys. Before we get out, Kimberly, tell our listeners where they can find you, how they can connect with you. Do you have any events coming up or resources that they may benefit from? Sure. So they can go to my website. Um, The website is sistersconnect.com. That's S-I-S-T-A-H-S connect. Dot com. There they can find out. I'm trying to write a blog now, girl. I only did one blog post. Really? Just, pit- just pitiful. I'm working on that. <laughs> but, um, go see my half a half a sentence blog that I did. Um, go there. Um, but you can also get information about the podcast as well, because I like to talk to beautiful women just like mm-hmm. um, Shirley and, you know, women that I admire and who inspire me. And um, also, too, if you are interested in becoming a podcaster and you want to learn a little Mm -hmm. bit more about that and you need someone to help you along that journey, you can also go on the website as well. All of the information is there. All right. And we'll have all of that listed in the show notes of this episode and make it easily accessible for you. Kimberly, again, thank you so much for being here. We are, I I don't know why I say we, 
I guess I'm talking to little Cheryl and big Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> All right now, Cheryl, <laughs> we need to talk after this conversation. What's going on over there? <laughs> I am so glad that, that you came on. Yes. Okay, guys, like I mentioned earlier, hit us up on your favorite social media platform. We're Shades of Strong everywhere. Let us know where your strong is. I would just like really love to know. And I, and I hope that these ladies coming on and sharing their strong with you has inspired you to define what strong means to you individually. So yeah, there's that. Hashtags, my strong is and Shades of Strong. All right, guys, we are out of here. We'll see you in the next episode.